Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. This is SENZ. Mornings with Ian Smith. Of Smithy is on uh, Cricket World Cup duty. So you've got Ricardo Ball in with you through till a midday today. And uh, my pleasure uh, to welcome onto the show Megan Compain, a member of the Basketball New Zealand Board, a former Torfern, of course, a former uh, WNBA rep as well. G'day, Megan. How are you doing? Kia ora, good morning, how are you? Yeah, good, you, thank you. you. Forgot, you've got under 16 uh, Wanganui reps there in the <laughs> Accolade lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll amend that for, the, for next time, Megan. I'll, I'll amend, I'm a, under, Wanganui under 16. Right, yeah, I've got that down there now. Uh, <laughs> now, of course, uh, we're, we're talking here because uh, there's been, been um, a lot of work being done by Basketball New Zealand, people behind the scenes, in association with the likes of GJ Gardner and Sky Sport, of course, uh, around the women's game in New Zealand. And it's, uh, we, we've had this announcement come out today about the uh, new uh, competition and, and the new format and the way things look um, in terms of basketball for women in New Zealand. Uh, the Tao Ihi Basketball Aotearoa competition with GJ Gardner Holmes. I mean, uh, from a female perspective, someone that came through uh, New Zealand as a basketball player a few years ago when we didn't have the sort of support, I mean, what does it mean to you looking at this and, and thinking what it means for our future players? Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's super exciting. Um, what it means for me is I wish I was 20 years younger uh, and, and could turn back the clock a little bit because um, it's, it's, just a, it's a game changer for the women's game here in New Zealand. You know, the pathway for basketball is traditionally is overseas and it will continue to be a uh, you know a, a development pathway to go to the states and go to college but it is a, it's providing a genuine opportunity to uh, bring players back home both our uh, domestic uh, New Zealand uh, tall fern talent but also international attracting international talent um, to come and play in a professional league here it, and it also is an aspiration for uh, the young girls and young women that are playing the game uh, in New Zealand to aspire to be part of a league. Uh, you know, growing up, and I, I had this joke with Jenny this morning, I wanted to be a silver fern because that's the only thing you could see as mm-hmm. being able to play and, and do in New Zealand. And, and now the choices are unlimited. And we're riding this tidal wave of support with women's sport on the back of um, of cricket and Super Smash and um, Super Rugby Alpike and the Sevens, the Black Fern Sevens, and now it's basketball's turn to shine. And I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, it's, it, it is superb. The pathways are opening up and we're getting more and more equality. And I think that's one of the things that shines through about uh, Toihi is that there is going to be equal pay in the men's league and the women's league. That, that, that's right. And that was something that was really important to Basketball New Zealand, um, to the board and to management uh, when we set out um, to, to create this league and, and make this a possibility. Couldn't have done it without the support of of Sky Sport, of course, and, and GJ Gardner Homes and, and all our other wonderful partners that have jumped on board very quickly and very early because I think uh, they, they see this opportunity uh, that there is a, that this is um, a chance to, to have these women come home or play in New Zealand and be paid to do it. You know, I know there's an age-old argument for people that don't support women's sports, like, well, why would I? It's not good. Um, you know, it, it, it hasn't ever been a level playing field. We've had to uh, try to play professionally while holding down full-time employment and jobs and, 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 and be mums and, and the rest of it. And um, 
uh, it's you know that opportunity now for uh, to bring players home, play professionally, be professionals hone their skills and hone their game and just continue to, to advance the game of basketball in New Zealand. Yeah, just lift the level, man. Lift the level all round. Um, and, and don't play. Well, look at the cricket. Yeah. Just look at the cricket. You know, I'm by no means a cricket aficionado, but I can watch it. The, the, the cricket that I've seen played in the ICC World Cup is comparable to men's cricket for me. Um, the skill level is outstanding. And that's because of the there's a, a shift in, in that professional attitude towards the, the, the women cricketers in the last five years. Now, one thing I did want to ask you about um, uh, uh, in terms of this league is we have, I think at last count, 64 Kiwi women who are playing in the college system in the US and Canada at the moment. And just thinking about how scholarships work, can they come back in their off-seasons and play in this league without putting their scholarships in jeopardy, just in terms of being paid to play? They they can. There is a there is a consideration around amateur status, uh, so so that we we have um, allowed um, amateur positions within the teams that the college players can take up, um, so that they don't put their scholarships at risk. So it's it's um it's still uh, is working very closely with the NCAA system uh, to to provide that opportunity for for the women. Um, men don't tend to do it um, because of the um, I think there's a little bit more. Um, risk involved in um, in the men's competition uh, it perceived, but you might we we might see ourselves um, further down the line that it might become a bit more challenging. But right now we do have the ability to attract that talent home to play in our league. Yeah, and that is that's fantastic news. Uh, we've it's an eight week competition. Um, obviously, you know you can't be I, I guess a, a full time professional basketball player fifty two weeks of the year with an eight week competition. How does how does that sort of look? Uh, and and what are the I guess the supports there for those players that want to be pros and play for the eight weeks? Uh, what do they do the rest of the year? I mean, how is Basketball New Zealand looking at that? So the the, the good thing about the league um, that uh, is the time of the year that it's run. The only other professional competition that's run at that time of the year is the WNBA. Um, so if our players aren't playing in the WNBA, they have the opportunity to play in New Zealand without uh, risking putting at risk uh, the, the opportunity for their greater income, which is playing in the uh, traditional basketball season, that sort of October till May uh, time frame, in either Europe um, or back in college uh, in, the sta- in the States and in the Australian League. So the majority of our tour firms right now are playing professionally in the Australian League. This gives them the chance to now come home and spend eight weeks playing a high-level competition to prepare them for the international season. So that's where we see this as a real um, solid building block um, to just round out that um, that, that 12 months of, of um, being a full-time professional. Well, we've got five teams to start with, um, and, and they're going to be regionally based rather than city-based. So we've got Northern, uh, we've got Mid-North, uh, we've got Central, we've got Mainland, and then we've got Southern. Um in terms of, I mean, Basketball New Zealand, when you, when you sit down and, and do these things, you obviously your future plan. In terms of a future plan, how many teams do you see sort of maybe in five, ten years being part of this competition? Uh, you're absolutely right. And we, we wanted to start off um, being ambitious but not uh, uh, not unrealistic. Mm. Uh, and we've provided that as a baseline to, to, to grow from. So um, certainly the... the the top northern part of the North Island could house two teams easily. Um, and when we get, went through the process, we had a lot of very, very strong um, ownership bids from um, from a variety of different regions and landed on the five that we did, which um, coincidentally had a great geographical spread. That was important. 
um, but the opportunity for, for growth is, is absolutely there. Um, and in you know, five years' time, we'd, we'd be aspirational to have the team in the league at least at, at eight, if not ten. Yeah, that would be fantastic if we could get it to there because, I mean, you know, we just look at, I've already mentioned, 64 playing over in the, mm. the college system plus the players that are still here, plus the players that are playing in Europe yeah, and, and, the, and the developing players that are still coming through uh, the system. Uh, in terms of where you think that level is going to be, uh, I mean, how how much higher do you think than, the say, the the... Uh, women's NBL that we have seen previously the last couple of years pre-COVID, uh, v- that versus where we're going to be sitting when we, we get this competition kicking off. Uh, yeah, and, and it's no disrespect to the, to the league that has um, provided that opportunity. And, and it, look, I played in it <laughs> uh, 20, 20 odd plus years ago. Um, but it's night and day uh, because of the level of professionalism that we're able to attract the Tall Ferns players home to play and, um, and, and have them as regular um, throughout the whole league, um, so from start to finish. Um, the ability to pay and attract um, top um, international talent to come in and fill those foreign roster spots. Um, so, and, and the level of um, coaching and support that and professionalism that's being wrapped around um, the team, the level is, is going to be vastly different from what we've seen um, from the the, the, the the WNBL in previous years um, just because of that ability for us to attract and keep um, and grow those roster spots. So, um, no, it is, it, is, it is really exciting. And as we say, you know, the, the, the chance for the, um, the league to, to grow and um, to continue to attract. We won't get all our tool fans back this year because they did have commitments um, with the short runway between league announcing and, and launching. We're hopeful, um, you know, the following year and, and certainly as we lead into our aspirations to um, qualify for a 2024 Paris Olympics, uh, that we'd have everyone home next year. Yeah, which would be fantastic. In terms of uh, squad size, how many uh, players can, can each team carry? Uh, that's 12. So we've got 12 on the roster. Okay. And how many spots are open for non-New Zealanders? Three. Three. Okay, so we got uh, nine, nine fives. Help me here. What are we talking there? 45, <laughs> 45 pro spots for Kiwis, which is uh, you know a, a heck of a lot more than than we did have. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and as we've seen, you know, the, the where we compete on the world stage um, currently is probably beyond you know expectation. And the 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 real. Um, opportunity around bringing our, our tall firms home and playing in this competition is that they'll be playing together and against each other for, for eight weeks and then the, the intention is that they would go straight into a tall firm series, um, international series held here at home in New Zealand that Sky Sport have also um, committed to, to, to supporting and, and broadcasting. It's fantastic. I mean, the other thing that maybe sometimes when we get excited about comp- new competitions like this that sometimes doesn't get talked about enough, I don't think, is a pathway for female coaches as well. Um, obviously, we've got you know five teams here, so we're going to need five head coaches with assistance and things as well. Has Basketball New Zealand put anything in place that says, hey, you know, um, if there's not a female head coach available uh, that's, that's got the right qualifications to lead a team, we at least want to have uh, one or two assistants part of the back teams, uh, backroom staff that are females and, and look to develop those female coaches and give those female coaches a pathway? Yeah, you're, you're bang on. And, and that was all part of the um, the franchise bid process was, uh, what you know, along, along by the ownership structure, um, you know, what's your um, your game plan? 
but also what's your development plan for women and, and women in, in, in leadership roles, including the coaches. So I think it was uh, without fail, five of the teams would have gone after the best female talent in that region. Um, the, the Wellington Central, the Topamanawa Twins team, have former tall ferns and double Olympian and, and teammate and mate of mine, um, Tanya Tupu, who's, who's been coaching at the regional level here in Wellington. This is an amazing step up for her. Um, Jody Cameron will be coaching the Northern franchise. Now, um, Mel Bennett coaching the, um, the, the FI. Uh, so it's, it's all that emerging, uh, female talent that now is getting a chance to, to, to lead on, on the, on the court, which is really exciting. That is fantastic. Now, the, the one thing, you know, you've mentioned there, uh, the Toko Moana team, uh, sorry, the Toko Manawa team, uh, Puaki is mainland, uh, Huiho is southern, uh, we've got FI in the, in the mid north as well. Northern, the name process is ongoing. How far off are we from getting a name and, um, and, and, and where are you steering towards? Uh, we're, we're not far off getting a name. The, the Northern uh, Ownership Group have gone through a really, really thorough process. Um, you know, when we started, as a, from a board perspective, when we um, when we were looking at initiating the league and the opportunity to, to, to really tell a, a strong um, Te Ao Māori um, bicultural uh, opportunity through through both um, visually in, in the logo designs and in the names of the team, um, it comes with, you know, making sure that we go through that process uh, really carefully and considered and authentically, and we had the the amazing support of Buffalo New Zealand's Tomatoa Dr. Parai, uh, Taku Parai from um, uh, Nati Toa, and um, and he supported us along the way. But all the, the teams in their own regions have also engaged with local iwi to um, to support their um, their ambitions to to, to be uh, bicultural from the outset. Um, with with the name, so the northern team are just going through that process, and um, we're we're hopeful that it will be um, locked and loaded, and we'll be able to they'll be able to announce it very soon. Yeah, and I mean, that is one thing that I do love that I didn't mention at the top there that that uh, uh, does mean in uh, Tereo means to soar, you know, to fly, which for me just uh, you know, and I think a lot of basketball fans will bring to mind the uh, <laughs> the Air Jordan picture, of course, because that you know that, that, that's what that looks like. Your old mate Mike. Um, so uh, I, I've had a look at the press release. I don't see a logo on there yet. When are we going to get a logo? Oh no, it should be there. So, uh, so, so check your socials. Um, the the Tauihi Basketball Aotearoa League uh, logo is uh, is live and out there. Cool. We'll definitely have to look it up. We'll definitely have to look it up. Hey, uh, Megan, thanks very much for coming on and having a chat. It's uh, really exciting times for women's sport in New Zealand and, and now particularly basketball. We look forward to this going strength to strength and seeing our best players and some of the best players from around the world uh, competing here uh, in the game that you love. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it and uh, can't wait to, to get on court and uh, and show the fans what uh, women's basketball can do. Hang, hang on a minute. Get on court? Is, is there a comeback in the offing? Have you, have you held that <laughs> oh, back no. until now? <laughs> yeah, I'll be on the court um, sideline watching very closely. Stella <laughs> <laughs> just... Um, Stella just um, uh, challenged me to a game of one-on-one and then I showed her my, my running skills, which weren't nothing to be uh, <laughs> excited about these days oh, fantastic Megan that's great I did I did think when I saw two, two sore I was like two sore is how I feel after watching about half a game but uh... <laughs> yeah, not so much soaring anymore as um, barely getting off the ground yeah yeah exactly good stuff Megan go well and uh, have, have a great day and look forward to this competition tipping off thank you so much thanks for your support When making the Double Chicken Deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.